Hello friends, welcome to Nick and Ashley's Home Cookery and Other Sins. This is episode 10 and you're joining us on a very special episode. We're going to be talking about uh, one of our two, well two of our favorite recipes, but they're kind of based on the same idea. Um, one is called Gyudon and one is called Oyakodon. They're both Japanese uh, kind of soup rice dishes with the meat. I'm going to interrupt you right there and go, I love that description. I don't know what to cook. Is it soup? Is it rice? Soup, right? It's almost a porridge, but it's not. It's not. I, would I not, really don't know. I think if you make a porridge, then you kind of did something wrong somewhere because it shouldn't be like sticky. Like, Well, that's kind of what I've done a lot. Um, so it's only recently that I've learned to not make porridge out of this. But yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just, I really liked what you said right there. No, that's okay. It's hard to describe this thing. I, I think you would probably describe it as a rice dish. Oh, yeah. I would definitely call it a rice dish first. But it's very reminiscent of like a nice, cozy, like beef stew. Or chicken stew. Or chicken soup. stew. But even the chicken, chicken stew, s- even the chicken soup is kind of beefy. It's kind of beefy. Honestly, it's weird, but There's a lot of flavors to this when you really break it down. It's like a super flavorful, savory soup, but there's a rice base. I think if you have porridge, you're you have too much rice and it's too sticky. No, if you have porridge, you have too much broth. No, porridge is like a thick um it's like thick because you have a bunch of grain that's just kind of soggy. Oh. That's what porridge is. So, like, rice porridge is, like, a bunch of rice that's, like, really sticky and runny. Mm. I guess. Either way, it's not supposed to be those, but it can very easily <laughs> turn into those if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Or if you're just not paying attention to what you're doing. Or we're stupid and it is supposed to be a rice porridge. It's not congee. It's not supposed to be kongi, kanji. However you say that. Kanji, kongi, kongi. Kongi. Rice porridge. The shit from Mulan. With the, with the happy face. Happy to see you. With the eggs and the bacon in mouth. Yeah, with, that one. Yeah, that's kongi. Not that. It's not supposed to be that. Don't make that. <laughs> that, I found out from watching Binging with Babish. Uh, shout out uh, to a show I think that we've only reviewed twice somehow. Maybe once. We've done once. Just the meatloaf, right? Yep, just the meatloaf. I learned from him that to make that, traditionally to make that rice porridge, uh, it's a 7 to 1 ratio, 7 cups water to 1 cup rice. Yeah. And if you know anything yeah. about cooking rice, it's usually 2 to 1, give or take, depending on the grain of your rice, the grain length. Mm, you end up with kind of a sludgy rice sludge. A sludgy rice sludge? It's a great way to feed a lot of people with very little rice. Yeah. I have, To be fair, I've never had it prepared well. It's rice oatmeal. To me, it sounds awful. Oh, it sounds terrible. But I'm sure... I'm it, sure it's somebody's favorite I'm thing. sure it could be good. Like, I've seen people make it on, like, Melissa... I can't remember her last name, but Melissa... Who won one of the seasons of Top Chef? Did Kongi a couple times, and I was like, okay, well that sounds really well, if good. You're gonna Top Chef make it. I would. But, I would want to eat that. <laughs> but mo- I mean, but Top Chefs could make oatmeal that you would just die over. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, basically anything that's like cereal or oatmeal or 
You don't like your green porridges. Chunky water, like I'm not. Ooh, chunky water. I'm not down. Not, I've had chunky water. Not into Do you know that. they make thick water? Oh, I did know that. Yeah, it's, it's like because a, you have to, it's medical. Yeah, uh, it's because like a gelatin that, water. People that have certain conditions can't <clears throat> drink without choking. Yeah, that spicy water really does it. Well, no, it's just if it's liquid, you literally like you don't have control over the the sphincters in your mouth, your throat, and you can't keep it from going down your windpipe. Mm, okay. <clears throat> so it's used for medical purposes. I've just watched people like in like short little TikTok esque, but not TikTok. Whatever YouTube wants to call their YouTube their TikTok equivalent. Uh, the person was trying thick water. And they were like, the worst part of it, besides the texture, that's just a given. The worst part of thick water, it doesn't taste like water. It actually tastes bad. Like, whatever they do to it to make it <laughs> to make thick, it thick yeah. gives it a taste, and the taste is bad. Yeah, which, I mean, at the point where you can't... you might, it's, At the point where you can't, like, swallow without choking... On liquids. I feel like you... It, it's crazy to me that you could still be kind of cognizant enough to really care that you're drinking or, like, be able to physically drink water. But there must be conditions where that happens for them to have created that because otherwise they can easily, they can much more easily hydrate you intravenously. Well, the, the, I mean, isn't that for people that have to go out and live their day-to-day life and can't yeah. constantly be hooked up to an IV? Yeah, I'm sure. So to me, I'm like, what condition you have where you can't drink water without choking but you can be outside i have no apparently idea. there are there has to be because that's who that's for if you're just in the hospital they're and you can't IV drink the way, they're gonna yeah. iv you yeah no it's just somebody going about their day-to-day that can't handle water oh by the way ivs anybody okay does anyone speaking of <laughs> ashley's least favorite oh, I intro really, to the hospital. So I really really don't like them, but but I will say if anyone remembers the time before COVID when you used to way go Way back in the way back. Yeah, way back in the before four times. Um when you went to the emergency room, like it took a long time still, right? You had to wait, but once, if you had something where they were going to have to do multiple tests on you and you're going to have to stay for hours, like, they put you in a bed and they hooked you up to an IV, most, they just automatically did that. And I have, like, asked them why, and they're like, oh, literally, it's just easier for us to be able to give you medication quickly if something happens to you. And also, Americans are very dehydrated. And I was like, well, that makes sense. Um, you know, but... Like, if you, like, I came in for, like, I was 19 or 20 or something, and I had this really, really bad um, norovirus, which was a stomach flu kind of thing that was going around, and it was like, I was shitting blood, and I was like, I'm gonna fucking die. So, I went to the emergency room, and they, like, put me on fluids, because I couldn't keep anything in my system, and I was gonna die, probably. <laughs> um... But it was like, you know, they gave you gave me like anti-nausea medicine and I, and I was able to lay down and not feel like I was going to die for a second. And it was like the most relief that I had felt in the last several hours. So, and you just, you just felt like you were going to get 
help and you were you know you're on an IV and you're in a bed that seems that seems like where you should be when you have an IV in your arm right well so if you've been to an emergency room post COVID I'm sure they're not all the same but I've heard from other people that a lot of them are now not wanting to put people in rooms if they can at all avoid it so the last time we were there which was pretty recent this this year 2022 and we saw this woman who just, she was like so out of it. She looked so sick. Um, but she was walking around dragging an IV and like she had to hold it up with her arm over her because she had it stuck in her and they didn't have like a little thing for her to roll it with her. Nothing like that. They were just like, here, take this and go sit in the waiting room. And I was like, what is fucking happening right now? I, and she almost pulled it out of her own arm like multiple times walking with it because it was dragging on the floor by her feet and I was kind of freaking out because I was in the room I'm like I just want to go back right but and if anybody knows if you've been there it's not it's not great this is where we are now <laughs> um you, you know why right why they don't want people to sit be in the rooms yeah if well, they don't one, have to be at one point it was because they were overcrowded yeah and now it's because they still have the extreme sanitation regulations. Oh. So, it, you know, it used to be that you went in, sat down on the bed with the little butcher paper on it, and they pulled that, the they just reset the butcher paper and, like, disinfect wipe the bench, maybe. But now it's much more uh, strict for mm-hmm. what they have to do. And so if you don't have to be in there you're not going in there they're not gonna do it yeah because it's so much it costs so much more and it takes so much longer now yeah i'm not blaming that even that little section that you sat in they probably took like 10 minutes to clean up where they used to maybe just go with some like just some disinfecting spray spray, and be done with it now they had a whole thing that they had to do yes yeah like i had to get my blood drawn which is a pretty normal thing to have to do when you're in the emergency room um you know but i have a a vasovagal reaction which means that i faint when i get blood drawn and i can't kind of like a goat yeah i I can't control it at all it's totally involuntary so i explained this to them and they were like oh well that's gonna be a problem to like find you a place where you can lay down and i'm like dude like gotta faint (laughs) it's i mean at least where the place where we get our blood drawn regularly is less shitty about it now yeah people recognize it more now but i'm like there's this is a legitimate thing i'm not the only person it's my dad has the same issue my sister has the same issue both my sisters have the same issue bunch of pussies if you ask me (laughs) can't let blood out of your body like an adult it's not yeah like we can get shots we can get i've gotten tattoos it's just the sensation of something being sucked out of your body that is like not which i'm like what a what a shitty evolutionary Thing. like we've we've devolved there because if you start bleeding and you faint well then you're dead then you're dead yeah it's, it's very bad for staying alive purposes like it, i've thought of this I'm like I, I would be really useless if i got cut and was bleeding a lot like that's just that's it for me because right. <laughs> my body is stupid no that i mean 
I agree with what you said. It just sucks. Um, like, <sighs> it's really annoying when you have to get blood. I've been having a blood drawn a lot recently, and I hate it. And it's you know, but yeah, the place we go next to us is. They've been pretty accommodating. I'm just like, I'm gonna, f- I, I can either sit in your chair and take up space for like five minutes after you draw my blood because I can't stand up. <laughs> or you could just let me lay down in the beginning and it'll be out a lot quicker. Yeah, exactly. And this yeah. place's <laughs> turnover is nuts. So right. I also, didn't you say that they also had somebody actually fall out of the chair at that location? I've had, yeah, I've had people tell me. Doc- now doctors will be like oh i'm glad you said something because we've had people not tell us and they will fall and hit their head and, and then that's a whole ordeal it's a whole thing and i'm like i know <laughs> it's a whole thing i mean when i'm getting my blood drawn i swear like a bunch of nurses in the past have been like that's not gonna happen you're gonna be fine and they get Shh, almost, you're not gonna faint yeah they get almost done with the blood test and they look at my face and they're like you look like a ghost and i'm like i yeah, know i fucking told you <laughs> did you listen and i'm like i know no. like i'm i <laughs> i just there's nothing i can do i almost passed out on a small indian doctor one time like he was up to i was probably like 16 or something but i was pretty much fully grown at five six and he was like up to my chest was where his head was. Oh, he's very short. Yeah, so I almost fell on him, and, like, luckily I was able to stagger to a room and, like, get on a bed, but it was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. That was the first time I ever tried to sit up, and after that I was like, I should probably not do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah, anyway, <laughs> so now that you're all appetized with talk of intravenous, and... intravenous... Oh. Methods of taking your body fluids out of you. Let's put some fluids back in you in a non-sexual way. We're going to talk about Japanese food. Oh, the least sexual. Actually, no, it's... Japanese food's super sexy. Yeah, I was going to say. It's, <laughs> it's really... up there with, like, Italian food. And... I mean, this uh, this particular thing is, is oh, just, like, no. super approachable. It's just, like, a nice, like, soup. This is one of the least sexy Japanese foods. Yeah, you could make it look sexy if you really want. Well, you can to, make but. you can make anything Japanese look really like if you look at the. Is it the rice? Because the rice is just like the perfect building block to lay things on. No, it's the toppings. It's like oh, it's the toppings. Yeah, it's like if you make a bibimbap, you can make a whatever looking bibimbap, or you can make like the most beautiful cob salad bibimbap that you've ever seen. Sprinkled seductively over the top. Yeah, if you like, if there's links in the description of this video, if you want to see the original, uh, the video, or there's a written one also. This is Jake Kenji Lopez Alt. Did so. you say that there's links in the description of this video? We're doing a podcast. Sorry, podcast. I I know I watch too many videos. There's there's no video. Sorry. Um, <laughs> there's links in the description of this podcast if you want to see the original. And his looks really pretty, of course, because he's Jake Kenji Lopez Alt. Um, a professional chef. Yeah, this Who we guy. just recently learned is the pioneer of the reverse seared steak. Yeah. Did, did not, not know that. Didn't know that. But it's... Uh, so for everybody out there, reverse searing, we tried it once uh, in the recommendation of Alton Brown in one of his Good Eats uh, steak videos. And we were like, oh, that's really interesting. So what reverse searing is, is you take... It's what... Well, it's the opposite of what most restaurants do. So, you take your steak, you bake it, 
you put it in the oven and you cook it at a very low temperature. Yeah, you cook it at a low temperature till it gets to the internal temperature, like about like uh, ten degrees or fifteen degrees off of what you want it to end up at. You take it out and then you sear it in a pan. So you've cooked it most of the way, and then you're just searing the outside to get the crust on the steak instead of trying to like grill it and then finish it in the oven. Instead of trying to grill it or pan fry it the whole way through, which is really, really hard, and it's almost impossible to get that coast-to-coast without... Coast-to-coast. The coast-to-coast pink meat or red meat without the ribbon of gray, right? You don't want the gray ribbon of toughness around the inside of your thick piece of steak. Um, so this is like an easier way to achieve that. But the, the, the restaurant, traditional restaurant way would be the opposite where you sear the meat first and then finish it in the oven oven. i don't know i don't know that reverse searing is like it's easier but i feel like it is a little bit easier it's it's definitely easier because you have you have a lot more room for error with reverse searing yeah Uh, right because you're finishing it yeah so so long as you get your pan hot enough at the end then it doesn't really matter like you're you're gonna set it to just shy of the temperature you want to eat it at, and then, you know, right, then 30 seconds in the pan, ripping hot. hot. Ripping hot, yeah. as Joshua would say. <laughs> Josh Weissman. Josh, I hope he doesn't mind if we call him Josh. It doesn't matter. He's not going to listen to this. No, not at all. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so anyway, Jay, Jay Kenji Lopez-Alt is a pioneer of this. He's a professional chef. He did, uh, rec- more recently, he did a bunch of videos, and he's still doing them from his, like, home kitchen. I think he started doing it during COVID, right? Um, that, no, he's been doing, that's kind of where this video came from, was just his home cooking. Well, the GoPro. Oh, the GoPro, yeah. Um, GoPro style might have started I th- I feel during like it did. or right before. No, it started before, like, it just really took off in... 2020 because that was his primary way of doing videos at that point mm-hmm. yeah i mean used, yeah it's he just used his... to go out like and do stuff at his own restaurants and then he couldn't do that anymore yeah it's it's just like his like very humble home kitchen and he's got he's wearing a gopro on his head and yeah just that's showing. kind of funny it's uh, it's cool. It's he's just like showing you it's like him a first person view working on the food. Yeah, he got real fancy. Got a second GoPro for <laughs> above the stove, and then he got real real fancy recently. He's got a third one, so he's got one above the stove, and then one to the side of the stove. Get all the angles. Yeah, well, I, so the end I enjoy is, watching his shit. The end result of this is I had no idea what this man looked like until after I had right. cooked, seen oh, and cooked his voice and his food. Many of not. his recipes, and then you see him because he shows himself sometimes, or like you see him in other things. You're like, oh my god, that's not what I pictured him looking like. No, not at all. You know, <laughs> I he has a like a soft round, like not a fat round face, like just like a soft round. Yeah, face. it's just soft. And I was like, I expected like, like cut in cheeks with like an outlined jaw kind of thing, um, and his it just kind of like flows is just like a gentle face. I, what, what is his? Isn't he like Chinese Filipino? No, he's Japanese. No, oh, he's Japanese. He's Japanese in something, I think. And Chinese, maybe. Maybe, and his wife's maybe Korean, Colombian. So he's got a weird. Oh yeah, that's right. He made it a Colombian soup. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, his videos are really good. Like They're very basic. Sometimes he doesn't give enough detail, but he's gotten a lot better about it. Yeah, it just makes it makes it seem really approachable because it's like in a regular kitchen and he's just doing normal things like chopping stuff. And uh, he does tend to be one of those chefs that says you can sub things for things that you shouldn't be subbing them for. And it kind of drives me nuts. Like he's he's one of the reasons why I'm so like white vinegar is not rice vinegar is not red wine vinegar. Hey, just whatever vinegar you got. No, fucking no. Just use some wine. It's fine. It's That's vinegar. Not even at all. No. <laughs> yeah, but he's introduced us some to some introduced us to some interesting stuff. Yeah. Not for all sure. of it good. Yeah, not all of them have worked out for us, or like it. Or it, just, it hasn't been our taste. Like the most recent one, it was the it was chicken adobo. Chicken adobo. There was nothing wrong with the recipe. Introduced us to some new vinegar and. Soy sauce. Soy sauce. Didn't know that there could be such a difference, but hey, here we are. Yeah, we bought some Filipino soy sauce and Filipino... Vinegar. Vinegar. Sugar cane vinegar. Yeah. Wait, what? Okay. It's very interesting. We. I just don't like chicken adobo flavors, apparently. I... I guess or I not. haven't we've, had it in a way that I like. We've made a couple recipes of it, and we can't quite get it, and I'm starting to become convinced that it's because I just don't like Same. the flavor profile of it. Yeah. But there's stuff that you just, like, it's so classic, and you just really want to like it. Filipino food, I, I tend to have trouble with it, because it's just not... It's It tends to be, like, on the sweeter side of things. I will say, as a man that loves sugar especially like a like sweet and savory filipino food should be right up my alley very few things that i've had from like filipino that it's filipino food where i was like that's the fucking shit right there like it's usually just okay well to and be I, to be fair we've never had jollibees jollibee jollibee no, but that's not the end-all be-all of... Well, it's the one that every Filipino person that lives here will cite. As, like, as, if you're going to go get some. As, like, try Jollibee. Oh, but and that's just going to be fried chicken. Well, they've got fried chicken. They're the ones that have, like, the ketchup spaghetti. The banana ketchup spaghetti. And I'm like, Which uh, we bought banana ketchup and still haven't tried. Oh, I forgot we bought banana ketchup. Yeah, okay, no, I would definitely try banana ketchup. Because I bought it, and then I just stuck it in the pantry waiting for a dish that it would work in. Well, we have the the, the skewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is there is one dish that we've made that's Filipino that we're... Oh, yeah. We're kind of working on it because it's, again, it's got this... Uh, I call them ketchups chicken because it kind of just tastes like ketchup. Well, that's because one of the largest ingredients is like... A cup and a half or two cups of ketchup. Yeah, and it ends up kind of as the tasting like ketchup. And then the next largest ingredient is Sprite. Which I don't have a problem with. No, but talk about sweets. And yeah, ketchup's so, a very powerful flavor to come. If we sub that with banana ketchup. It's still gonna taste like ketchup. I'm Just in, I'm interested slightly different. I'm interested to see what that is like. I I don't actually mind the ketchup chicken so much. It's just that I know that it's gonna be ketchup chicken. Yeah. I think it would be. Uh, uh, is it Blara? Blara, yeah. I think it would be Blara's favorite chicken. 
I don't know about that. No, she likes really flavorful food. It's not that it's boring. It's just that it's... It's very monotoned or neutral. It's like, like there's, here's... Pe- there's people that like ketchup chips. Me. And there's people that don't like ketchup chips. And you. I don't like ketchup chips. I've been sad that they discontinued the... I think it was, was it Lay's All Dressed or Ruffles All Dressed chips in the U.S., which are the American equivalent of ketchup chips from Canada. And it literally tastes like ketchup. They discontinued it because of COVID, and I don't know if or when it's ever going to come back. They discontinued a and lot of chips, including Salsa Verde Doritos, which they brought back. Which they did, yeah. They, oh, thank God. Doritos cut it down to nacho and Cool Ranch. You couldn't even get spicy consistently, spicy nacho consistently for so, a while. So, that's fair. Like, if you have to pick two yeah, Doritos flavors, They I went suppose. with the two best sellers. Honestly, though, they should have gone with Cool Ranch and Taco and not Nacho. No, Nacho's the big seller. It's yes. Nacho and Cool Ranch. I, Those yes. Consistently 100% of the time. Okay, but if there's Taco, Taco beats Nacho every time. Taco is You know like, what? No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No. Taco is like Cool Ranch and Nacho had like the best baby. No, Taco is fine. Taco's amazing. Taco is for a very specific mood. No, Taco Doritos are the best Doritos. Oh, man. Anybody's, okay, anybody's never had Taco Doritos, they have them again. Go to the store and buy them. If you can find them. And eat them. And I'm going to be the millionth person to say this fun fact. It's not original anymore, but my body. You might not know. My body will not let me not say it in that Doritos, the taco flavored Dorito, came from the Mexican restaurant at Disneyland uh, because one of the cooks was taking the leftover tortillas that couldn't be sold that day, frying them up and mixing them with his own secret spice blend. Taco seasoning. And then serving it to uh, as a snack to the workers. And then somebody, yada, 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 told a guest who was somebody that worked for the Frito-Lay company, and they bought it from them. So if you look at the Taco Doritos bag, the Doritos logo looks like the old Disneyland sign. Oh, I didn't know the part about the old Disneyland sign, but that yeah. makes sense. So wait, so Taco, those, that was the first Dorito, right? That was the first Dorito. So Taco Dorito is the original Dorito yes. flavor. Go try it. You're welcome. They also, somebody one time, like an asshole at a Q&A, because, you know, Doritos gets its own Q&A. Some asshole was like, could you make Doritos but without all the powdery stuff on it? And the guy at the thing was just like, yeah, we have. You can, and we've done it. But the powdery stuff's like half of the experience of the Dorito. So we won't not put it on there. Mm, yeah, I mean, that's like, okay, so Cheez-Its, right? Like, I'm not saying the original Cheez-It is bad. I am saying that the, the, the what is it called? The mixed up, the box with the two flavors. The duos. Cheez-Its duos with the, ch- with the cheddar and like white or Parmesan or something. Yeah. It's like a Parmesan and a Cheddar Jack, and they put a little powdery on it. It's all the powder on those fucking... Oh, or it's like Goldfish. Man. The original are fine, 
But when you get the extreme cheddar, extreme cheddar, and, you get and all they that used powder on they it, used to have extreme spicy. That was only I sh- I swear to God, <laughs> I only ever found it in the vending machines at our goddamn high school. Yeah, that's the only place we ever saw them in our whole life, and, and they, they were, were the, best. the best fucking you chips. You eat the pizza ones thinking they'll be close. No, they're not. not. They're not close. They were the best chips. I usually hate spicy anything. Like, if it's, you know, spicy pe- se- if it's spicy seasoning powder, it's usually gross. Like, banana-flavored candy is... Well, that's 100% of the time it's gross, so that's mm-hmm. a bad example, but... <laughs> anyway, there's. I'm saying the cheese powder has its place. I love cheese powder. I love getting it on my fingers and like licking it off after you've eaten the whole bag of chips. And it's like overwhelmingly salty to the point where your head's gonna fucking explode. But you just keep licking it off your fingers like an animal. Lick, lick, lick. And, I mean, yeah, that's how I feel about powdered chip flavor. <laughs> It's dangerous. How did we get here? <laughs> I don't know. We were talking about... Uh, J. Kenji Lopez, and then where he was from, and then his face. I don't know how we got onto chips. Uh, no idea. No idea. Wow, that was weird. Usually I can track our, like, tangents. Huh? Coming back. Coming back. Oh my god, sorry. Sorry. I was just, I was just trying to figure it out, right? Really hard. It's it's not to be not to be known. It's not to be known. Nope. We'll okay. Never know. That's so, fine. All right. Okay. So, so we're, back to the man of the hour. We're gonna talk about Jake Henji Lopez's gyudon, and he also does a recipe on oyakodon. Gyudon is a Japanese rice dish with shaved beef, onions, and some dashi broth, and it's topped with a fried egg. Um. Or actually, traditionally, it's top of the poached egg, but we're not chefs, so we fry the egg. Uh, <laughs> so that's gyudon, and oyakodon is um, it's a similar thing with dashi broth and rice, but it's and got and onions, um, but the <coughs> the meat is chicken thigh, and the egg is. can be fried or but like traditionally, it's raw. No. Yeah, they put. No, them. Yeah. No. So we don't ever do it this way anymore because it's not our favorite way. The in the video, the way that he says to do it is you uh, beat the egg and then pour it over the top and steam it like a steamed scrambled egg. And then he says if you want it extra eggy, you can drop a raw, a egg, raw yolk egg yolk on, on top. top. Okay, okay. We never do that. We used to do the steamed egg, but it's the problem with the steamed egg. I don't know how he's doing it. It absorbs so much of the broth that it loses all of the egg quality. And then it's just kind of like wet, explodey broth egg. And it's not my favorite. Huh. It, I don't like it. So that's why I don't do it anymore. And we just fry up some eggs. That kind of sounds good. Anyway, it's, it's not. It's you so want, you want to talk about soup porridge. Oyakodon is like mother and child, so it's the egg and the chicken, right, in the same soup, and that's the point of it. But um, it's it's essentially the same thing as the gyudon, but the meat is different. Yes. So this that's is why just... we're gonna kind of talk about both. <laughs> yeah, and we just we love making both because they're both 
very like inexpensive, easy weeknight things to make. And if you feel like beef, you make it with beef. If you like chicken, you make it with chicken. I mean, it's great. So, um, before we get any further off track, <laughs> there's a track. There's a track, and I'm gonna explain the track. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. We're gonna talk about this recipe. We're gonna rate it. Uh, Holy shit! We're doing recipes. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, we're gonna rate it. We're gonna talk about our first impressions of the recipe, um, our shopping experience, cooking the recipe, tasting the recipe, the outcome of the recipe, and then we're going to rate the dish uh, or the recipe based on ease of use, taste satisfaction, cost effectiveness, what the fuck factor, and leftover ability. So. Now that we've kind of summarized the dish and the structure of the show, we're going to get into first impressions of the recipe. The first, this is this was hard for me because I just wrote it, I wrote the outline today and I was trying to think of... You wrote it yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. I wrote it yesterday. Whatever. But I was trying to think of... Don't make excuses. <laughs> I was trying to think back to like years ago. Yeah, this is one of our old... When we started making this, right? Yeah, this is very, um, cause it's it's like it's that simple. It's very accessible. Yeah. Um. So we made this early on, and we were like, "Wow, we kind of nailed it with this early on." <laughs> you know, it's hard to mess it up. My first impression of it was I liked every part of it, but the dashi, because I looked up what dashi is, which is just dried fish. Well, it's like dried fermented fish, fish. I believe. Well, so it's it's like a, a fish powdery kombu stock. Oh, that's right. Um, it's got kombu also. Which is seaweed. Um, and... Let's see here. We're we're taking a look. Um, come on, Wikipedia, you're not helping. Um, kombu, kombu. Oh, it's kombu and bonito. Yeah. Okay. So they take it's a uh, it's basically at its core kombu, bonito, and water. And then for the how they sell the stock to you is they just dehydrate it somehow and turn it into a powder. Whatever the yeah, science so behind can, that is. You can make this yourself and then it's called like a dashi stock. Or you can buy it in a box and it's totally like powder and it stores forever. And uh, it's called hondashi at that point. Oh, like dried dashi possibly? or That might be what it means. Or preserved? But it's name is, it's called hondashi when it is I like. I thought that was just the brand. Prepackaged. Oh, look at that. You learned something. <laughs> maybe it maybe it's also a brand called Hondashi, but that's what he that's what uh, J. Kenji Lopezal calls it. He's like, well, you can either use fresh dashi stock or you can use Hondashi, which you can buy. Which is the only way we've ever done it. Yeah, because we don't want to make kombu bonito broth. <laughs> Can't find bonito very easily around here for some reason. You have to go to an Asian store. Yeah, which is worth that it. That makes sense. Honestly, you if we have a better to, one around here. Well. Here's the thing. You got to go to the Asian store to get the dashi anyway. You can get it on Amazon now. Okay, well. That's where go. I got the most recent there you pack go. from. All right. You can get it at, at some like grocery stores and stuff, but, but it's, it's very rare. Super overpriced and you get a tiny amount. Yeah. Oh yeah. So For that's, sure. <laughs> so that's annoying. Um but I mean, 
I couldn't tell you whether... I'm sure, like, actual dashi that's homemade is oh, better. Oh, I bet it's so much better. Every every time somebody talks about it on, the show, on their cooking show, they say, oh, yeah, it oh sounds, make it. It sounds amazing. I But, you know, if you can't do that... That stops it from being a weeknight meal. And, yeah, and you want this... Well, if you already had dashi made, you can store it and use it. I'm just, if you are somebody who doesn't want to go through that trouble, like us, and you want this, like, very unique flavor, um, it's very, it's not hard to get dashi. And it's, it's so, it's very unique. Like, if you use beef broth, it's, this is not beef broth. Oh, yeah, we did do that one time. That is not the same. No, very different. Very, it's a very different flavor. Did I run out and I just needed to sub some, or did we just not have it at all? I think we didn't have it at all. I think we didn't have it. In my head, I was like, beef broth and... Beef broth and kombu bonito broth. Mm, Same... Same thing, because I took the other stuff. Okay, miss, I know everything (laughs) about this. What else is in the soupy broth, these soup soups? Uh, oh, you don't know, cause I always make it. No, I know it's. I know what's, what's in it. What's in it? But, oh, you looked at the recipe. Yeah, but also let's let's uh, stay on first we, impressions. Still on first impressions. Okay. I'm sorry. First impressions. I remember thinking it was really easy, but I. He was, was afraid that he wouldn't like it because the broth was gonna be fishy. Yes. And I was honestly afraid he wouldn't like it too, but I was like, I'm gonna fucking love this. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, my fear yeah, with yeah. this was that it was gonna be really boring because it has the potential to be there because it's like the most basic, just like <clears throat> rice broth thing you've ever seen. There's not very much in it. No, nope. I think Kenji's videos are like three minutes long for both of them right that's it like and that's really the you could pad it out a lot if you want to go stupid runtime with it but he's just like here's what it is it's super done simple like you could make it for lunch if you wanted to well unless you were using like whole chicken like chicken thigh maybe if you had everything mise en place if you had like your yeah you could it doesn't take very long it takes like 30 minutes um, you know, with even with just cutting, chopping stuff and cooking it, it's very quick. But yeah, so I was worried it might be boring. I was intrigued by the dashi stock because I had heard about dashi stock from we never had it from cooking shows, and I'm like, well, I'm really interested in trying this because I generally really like seaweed, and uh, bonito can be. I like the flavor. It can be overwhelming. It's kind of like smoked salmon for me, where I don't love most smoked salmon i only like it when it's like like we made this in-house with like a delicate smoke oh like the processed stuff is over smoked yeah it's the (laughs) store-bought yeah store-bought or anything that's kind of that you can easily get i feel like it's not good it's because because it's like they tried to smoke a steak but it was a salmon and i'm like no too much yeah this fish is much more delicate than that and it just doesn't really it doesn't really work for me so bonito has a similar quality to me to that because it's just like got this real fishy salty smoke thing it's aggressive it's not smoky just the smell when you open the bonito you're like i'm gonna fucking eat this are you insane I will say if you're gonna make uh what is that called the pancake 
Okonomiyaki. Okonomiyaki. If you're going to make okonomiyaki, like, oh, yes, bonito. Yes. Put yeah. a mountain of bonito on it. I will eat it. It's fucking really good. Because for some reason, like, the, the pancake really... It's all in context. The pancake really balances out the bonito to me. I didn't like it, but we won't get into well, that. Well, Nick doesn't like fish, so... It's like cabbage. There's too much cabbage. Oh, that's right. It's like an egg... It's a cabbage pancake. It's like an egg, cabbage, onion... With like a pancake batter Pancake. It's... Oh, it's so good. Too much cabbage. Mmm. It's so good. No. <laughs> we're talking about things I like here. I love okonomiyaki. No, we're talking about things I like. Oh, and takoyaki. We just had good takoyaki for the first time ever. Octopus tastes like chewing on cartilage and it's terrible. I mean... So nor- I, I it's don't... terrible. I, I can't disagree with that. It's very strange because I, I am the first person to be like grossed out when I get a piece of like chicken cartilage in my mouth. I, I am very grossed out by that texture, like gristle and things like that. But as like soon that. as you tell her that it's luxury octopus, she's like, mmm, this texture's delicious and amazing. But I actually mm. really love octopus. Yeah, like the little, like the little baby ones with the little tentacles where it's all like eating that, mm, that disgusting. crunch and stuff. It's some, for some reason it's different also, to me. Also, that's squid. Uh, no, it's both. Tem- when you're getting calamari? Uh, Which is where you're no. That. Well, that's no, that's calamari. I'm talking about sushi. So sometimes, oh, sometimes you, you can get sushi. It's not raw. It's disgusting. like boiled. It's like a little boiled octopus, and they just kind of put the legs Gar- on rice, and they're just like little crunchy. Mm, Gross. And that's that's kind of the octopus that they're putting in the ta- yeah. takoyaki. The ta- oh my gosh, I've I had gross. So the first time I had takoyaki, it was disgusting it was like a Every ball time of had it, it's gross it was like a ball of mayonnaise with <laughs> like it's like a fried mayonnaise panko on it and there was octopus and i was like what is happening right now this is awful oh it was the fancy version of the daniel tosh fried, fried mayonnaise, mayonnaise balls ball. it was a fried mayonnaise ball it was it was a disgrace which is not what it's supposed to be at all <laughs> so i took a chance that this like very recently we were at a sushi restaurant and they had takoyaki i recommended it and i was like i really want to like this so i tried it at this place and it was like oh no it's like batter it's like fried <laughs> batter that's delicious and tastes like bonito and um you know, and, and has center. a little bit of octopus and stuff. Oh, it's so it I hated that part. So good. There were like little balls too, so it wasn't like big, like overwhelming. It was just a little piece in the very center and a you, you don't like overwhelming balls in your mouth? No. Takoyaki balls are supposed to be like small. Yeah, the like they're street food that goes on a skewer. And you're supposed to be able to take you get like three or four on a skewer. Yeah. And you can just take the whole thing off and fit it in your mouth in one shot. Yeah, because they're like little. Yeah, that's what they're supposed to be, not the giant things that you got the first time. <laughs> I'm really glad I gave it another try because the ones I had, I was like, this is so fucking good. Um, and Nick did not like the octopus in the middle, but he did like the batter. Yeah, the batter's fine. So he liked, he liked the idea of it. And also, takoyaki can be like other it, stuff it can literally be filled with anything you want it's well then it's not called takoyaki but it's the same idea because taco is octopus i thought taco was a mexican dis 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 well, delicacy t-a-k-o is octopus in japanese at least it's cooked octopus in japanese yes i know i'm dicking around they might have a different name for like live octopus like in spanish there's different names for like carne versus cow you know 
Such as? I cannot think of the name <laughs> for cow right now, but there's, oh, like pork. What's, oh, what's the name Carnitas. No. <laughs> well, See? Pork is porco, and then pig is something else. Ah, see. Like, if it's a live thing, sometimes it has a different name than the the cooked thing. Pollo is not one of those things. Pollo is always... Chicken. Pollo, even if it's alive or dead. Mm, the rules are broken. I think it's jamon. Jamon is... Is like a live pig. and You could just Google it. <laughs> that would be too easy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it's like Hamon is a live pig and Puerco is like cooked pig. But anyway, there's... There's no pig in this dish, though. Well, if anybody <laughs> knows any Spanish, you can laugh at me at home. I, it's, I do every day. It's fair. I took... I'm one of those idiots who did like three years of Spanish in high school and like now kind of thinks I can sort of know Spanish, but... I took two years in Spanish and failed the first one, so... Well, it's because you had Double D Duncan. No, not for my first year. Looking down her tits. Mm, that was my second year. Mm. When I got a D plus, and they were like, You, you got a fucking, double D plus? You fucking know enough to go on to Spanish, too. Get out of here. Uh, that teacher was actually awesome. She was really nice, and I had her for two years, and I loved her. And all the boys loved her because she had giant tits. And, and low-cut shirts exclusively. She would lean over the desk to help you. And, okay, my favorite thing about her, though, was that she was a blonde white person that Very had blonde. a, like, really good Spanish accent. And, well, and she was dating somebody who um, was Spanish of some sort. So I'm like, oh, that's probably... Latin descent. Yeah, I'm like, that probably helps because you have it, like, in real life, you're talking to that person and you learn the, the accent and things. But, um... A lot of good practice. At home. And anyway, at work. She was really pretty, but she, she had big boobs and... That's stuff. all anybody in high school talked about because people are terrible <laughs> in high school. Yeah, I don't... I She was not meaning to be slutty at all. No, she wasn't. It was she was just like, helping. It was, like, 100% accidental. Yep. At least I think it was. It was. <laughs> it totally was. And I was like, oh my god, dude. Okay. Like, <laughs> So, anywho's back to the Japanese dish, because we're done talking about Spanish. Uh, first impressions, have we wrapped it up? I mean, it, yeah, okay, it's cheap, it's easy, it's onions and chicken. You could probably make this, once you put uh, the, the three sauce ingredients in your house, one of them you already have. Which is soy sauce. Right, you already have soy sauce. If Once you don't you, have soy sauce, then what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Dashi. So it's it's dashi, soy sauce, uh, sake, and sugar. So you already have two of them in your house, guaranteed. Right. So one, you might have sake, and you could get away with if you, but it, it's there for a reason. If you didn't have sake, it's not the end of the world. But you need no, it. No, you get get sake. It's like six dollars a bottle. Yeah, for a big boy bottle. Why did I say big boy? For a big for boy. Big boa. For a big bottle of sake. <laughs> yeah. Like cheap cooking sake that's fine. We are going to talk about that more in shopping. But for oh, sure. are we? But for sure. Buy, like, just buy sake. Just, just do it. Because this is not going to be as good without it. Um, but you could probably make this, like, 90% of the time if you went shopping that week. You'll have enough stuff in your fridge already. The only new thing that you need to get is dashi stock. Because there's nothing like it in the U.S. culinary world. 
Yeah, it's very like specific and unique, but it's not expensive, especially no. if you buy it online or at an Asian store. You, get you know, a, you can get more, a ton of it. It's more expensive than you think. But you get a ton of it. Well, no, you just you use a very small amount. Well, you, you okay. Get a, you get an okay amount, and you use it a tablespoon at a time. Right. Which, right, and it keeps like it just keeps so it keep, because it's dried. Yeah, and you it's not like this is the only thing that uses it. Like, there's other dishes that use dashi. Yeah. Oh, it's cheap. It's six bucks. Seven bucks. And you get, I mean... You get four ounces, five ounces. That's a pretty good four amount. Four and a quarter. It's a pretty good amount. It's not, it's not bad. No. And you can shop it around and find it cheaper for what you need, but you use it, you use so little of it at a time that that's going to be fine for most people. Yeah, it's so. just you definitely can't make this without it. No, we tried. It doesn't really work. <laughs> it's not the same dish. It's it's yeah. a whisper. It's like it's just like beef broth, whatever. Like it's not this. You make it with beef broth one time, and now it's beef broth whatever forever. Let's talk about shopping. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um. Holy so shit! Look at the runtime. We're only on step two. Yeah, we're doing good. We're having a lot of uh, bullshit nothing tonight. Having a lot of fun. Enjoying Ah, it. Oh, shizzle my nizzle. Yeah. Oh, Uh, Coolio's dead. uh, He didn't say that. That's Snoop Dogg. That's uh, racist. All right. Mm, (laughs) I mean, they were both popular rappers roughly around the same time. I guess the fact that you know that makes it not as racist. I don't... I also know that faux shizzle is Snoop Dogg. See, I don't know any of this shit. Okay. Um, but at least I don't, like, pretend to know Did you know Coolio was in Futurama? I think I did know that. He was Kwanzaabot. I, I think I knew that. You thought he was Hermes. No, no. No, no, no. no. It was, like, just, it was a It was, like, a one-time cameo as Kwanzaabot, yeah. No, he wasn't Hermes. (laughs) Anyways. Sorry. We're shopping. Um, Um, we're shopping. Yeah. So, so right away, sake, go buy some. Uh, um, so yeah, so their sake is, is called Gekikan, and it's like... Oh, shit, you looked it up and wrote it down? Yes. And Holy it's, hot damn. It's, like, everywhere in, like, every store. It's it's in Vaughn's, okay? If your Vaughn's doesn't have a sake section, I'm sorry. And they have it in, like, one size, and it's which pretty is, big. Which is, like, a wine bottle size. Yeah, and you don't... You only need, like, a little bit for every recipe that you use it in, which yeah. is a lot of Japanese recipes. But it adds more flavor than you think. Adds a ton of flavor, uh, and it keep You know, you can keep it for a really long time. I mean, it's, like, shelf-stable. You... Yeah. Yeah. It is, Yeah. Yeah, so... So it's, so it's like sake. $6. Just buy it. So sake, <laughs> soy sauce, which you probably already have. Dashi, we've already talked about that. And then sugar. You have sugar. What, what are you doing if you don't have sugar? Also, if you like halfway like sake, like if you like hot sake, which like most people, I feel like, like hot sake, it right? It makes a pretty decent hot it sake. It makes a fine hot sake. It makes a fine hot... It's fine. It's fine. You're not going to blow anyone's mind, but hot sake never blows anyone's mind. No, hot sake is just like the house crap that you have with your food, but it's good. Yeah. So, so other okay. things you can do with your gekikan. <laughs> Trying to justify the purchase even more? Yeah. Of an already cheap thing? You need to justify these things. No unitaskers. No. 
Thank you, Alton Brown. Okay, so then there's that. Then there's white onion. You might have one sitting around in your fridge right now. Don't uh, put your onions in your fridge. Oh, you unless cut they're open. cut open. But also, don't put your onions in the fridge unless they're cut open. Yeah, it kills the flavor. It does. Um, don't do it. And then your meat of choice, either chicken or beef. We'll talk a little more about that in a minute. And then your toppings. Green onions. You can do a pickled cabbage if you want to. Um, if you have Japanese seven spice, um, really you could top it with whatever you want. Uh, we do, what do we do? Uh, we use green onions and toasted sesame seeds and, and gochugaru, which gochugaru. is not traditional as it is a Korean chili pepper, yes. but it tastes really nice. It tastes nice with <laughs> it. It really, you know, it, you know, it's it's of the area, so it goes with the flavors. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're basically putting it on top of the egg. Yeah. Like in place of black pepper. So really, you can top it whatever with whatever, if you, if you top a ramen with it. You could probably put that on that if you really wanted to. Oh, yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, you can, yeah, pickled radish and pickled um, uh, ginger. Yeah. Stuff like that. Oh, and then egg. Yeah, egg's the last thing. And then egg. Yeah. So those are all really cheap. All Anything you want to top it with, that's all extra. It's all to taste. Yeah, but I would... You want to top it because there's not. Yeah. There's just not that much going on. I think the minimum required toppings are green egg and. Green egg green and Green egg ham. Green onions <laughs> and egg. Yeah, the green onions really make it. and It gives the, a nice bright pop. You to need cut the through. egg because you need the fattiness because there's like no fat yeah. anywhere in this and you kind of need it because it's just like broth and rice. Which, there's a lot of flavor, but you need something to, like, balance it a little bit. So. That's one of the great things that I've really noticed about Japanese dishes is, like, built into the identity of the dish is balancing, like, flavors and textures most of the time. Yeah, usually they're pretty scientific about it. It's, it's very much like, okay, this is fatty, so we need something acidic to go with that. That's really sweet, so let's give it something savory to balance that, like. Mm, this is not one of those... Uh, well, I feel like a lot of Japanese did. Like, you can you can kind of interchange some of the toppings, but, like, you can't not have toppings. Yeah. Or you, sh- I mean, you, you shouldn't. You cannot have toppings, but it'll be sad. You shouldn't it'll because be the toppings are, like, half the... It's like ramen. Like, if you have just ramen without, like... If you just buy star... If you just buy boil-at-home ramen and don't put any toppings on it, like, yeah, you know what you were getting. But if you go but to if a you ramen went, yeah. shop, if you went to a ramen shop and, and you they, ordered the same thing, they the didn't put like meat on top and well, mushrooms and seaweed. Well, then you and, need a new ramen shop. An egg, you know, like you wouldn't want that. You want all this stuff on top because it like is it gives you something to eat besides just. It's, it's the point of it. Is sometimes is the toppings and the toppings are kind of half the point of this dish. But they're all very, like, cheap and easy to get. Yeah. I would say. Like, gochugaru sounds weird, but you can get it at... You can get it at grocery stores. You can get it at Bonds. It's a little it's, pricey. Yeah, you have to pay for, like, the organic bullshit brand, but... Whatever little green bottle brand is. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about. They're all the same. Yeah, that one. Um, you gotta pay a little bit more for it, but you can use it on, actually, quite a bit of stuff because it's, like, a really mild chili. It's more flavor than it is spice. Yeah, it's not super spicy. It's just, like, flavory and good. I don't know how to describe it, but 
it's like good. it's like chili powder. Chili powder is not spicy. It's just flavorful. Hmm. It's like you know, it's like the Asian equivalent of chili powder. I would say. Yeah. So, Me- yeah. Like Mexican chili powder, I guess. Saying chili powder doesn't make any sense. Oh, in this yeah. context, <laughs> like oh yeah, gotta well, be specific. Cayenne is fucking jalapeno powder, but or smoked jalapeno powder or whatever the hell it is. Uh, I yeah, it's smoked jalapeno powder, but it's chili powder essentially. I mean, your traditional Mexican chili powder is mostly cayenne, and cumin, mm, paprika, no, it, no. oregano. No, it's a it's a. It's a coriander chili powder i think is mostly paprika and something else because it's not hot it's just like you know like paprika is like uh dried bell pepper red bell pepper so it's not spicy nope uh anyway i mean same same difference same concept anyways <laughs> not spicy just adds flavor <laughs> toppings are important um yeah, I mean, yeah. So we talked about dashi. And hondashi. And hondashi. You can get 90% of the stuff that's going to go on to this, like maybe even 95, out of your grocery store. Uh, and then hondashi, you might just go to Amazon for if you don't have a good Asian market near you. Yeah, and if you have a good Asian market, they will have it in a large box. But otherwise, it's a really easy to shop for thing. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's not that weird. It's it's nice. It's and it it's why it lends itself to an easy um, weeknight meal if you don't have a lot of time. Like yeah. If you need, this is this is Rachel Ray's thirty minute meals Japanese edition. But like hers are all bullshit and don't take thirty minutes. This no. takes thirty minutes. This is J Kenji Lopez all thirty minute meals, uh, and I don't even think it takes thirty minutes. I feel like it takes 30 minutes max. Yeah, depending on how slow you work with your knife, like cutting up the onions and prepping the chicken. Yeah. And if you're, and if you're doing um, uh, gyodon with the beef, depending on how you purchase your beef, it'll take even less time. Yes, yeah. So we that was something we kind of have struggled with and continue to struggle with was how to get like thinly shaped. Because you need thinly shaved... Beef. Like, uh, shaved, like, Korean barbecue thickness. Yes, that kind of beef. Like, when you get the brisket. Uh, because it's basically, you're not gonna cook, like, you're just gonna put it in the... You're gonna boil it like a hot pot. Oh, that, there it is. It's hot pot. Yeah, you're gonna boil it for a short amount of time, and it needs to be, basically be cooked. So, you, so, we've had a couple solutions for this. Mostly, we've used frozen... Shaved beef, which which actually works better than you would think it would work, but it's obviously it's not like great. It's not ideal. It is traditionally meant for a cheap homemade like Philly cheesesteak style. Which oh my meat god, sandwich that would be the saddest Philly cheesesteak you've ever had. Which is a lot of people's Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah, well, the Philly cheesesteak is a great example of things I never liked until I had a good one because they because I always had like Philly's best and like Charlie's and they're just trash, just trash. I'm not gonna disagree with you. I'm just gonna let that be there. Like agreed, stamp. 100%. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that 
uh, Jersey Mike's makes pretty good ones. I'm not going to say they're the best ones. What about Bite of Jersey? I, that's like, there's like two of those in the oh, world. Oh yeah, that's a local thing. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Ignore that last comment. I don't comment. give a shit about Bite of Jersey. No, uh, Jersey Mike's. Yeah, Jersey, for a chain, Jersey Mike's makes pretty good ones. I, I the like best ones, The best ones that I've had have been like homemade for sure. Yeah, well, we, and we don't live anywhere near Philadelphia, so. Yes, maybe Charlie's, whatever they have in Philadelphia is better, I don't know. Oh, everything. Yeah, the one they got in Philadelphia is going to be better than. The chains that we have out here are. Oh, no, 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 oh, no, no, my, no, no They're no, so no. disgusting. Like, you don't even know what it is, and like, it could be Band-Aids or Boogers or both. Wow. It's probably both. Really selling it. Oh, my God. It's so gross, dude. So, on that positive uh, note, we buy Steakums. Yes, they're called Steakums. Pre-sliced. Which is why we bought them, probably. Beef <laughs> that's frozen into, like, little sheets in a shitty cardboard box. Steakums. <laughs> for all of your beef needs. Yeah. Choose Steakums. So, that, I mean, that should tell you something about this soup, though. Like, it, the broth is, everything in it is so good that you can get away with something like that. Something shitty like Steakums? Like, I wouldn't say it's the best way to do it, but we've done it many yeah. times. It's fine. Just, like, we either, next time we do this, because I've decided after, like, years of doing this. Oh, you've decided? That I'm done with this shit, and we need to just go to an, either go to an Asian store and buy the pre-sliced stuff, or just, we have a meat slicing knife. We'll just slice it ourselves. Just slice our own meat. I guess we've gotten to the point where we should be doing that. Now, what's your opinion if you did chicken? Because... We haven't, we've mostly been focusing about... What's my... Well, you just get chicken thigh. Oh, you just get chicken thigh? We've been focusing all on the beef aspect of it. Remember, viewers, listeners, folks, friends, families, neighbors, whoever the hell is on the other end of this recording, this is supposed to be a double episode. You can tell... Double the dish for the same price. Except you, the chicken costs a little bit more than the beef. You can you can tell how stupidly identical these are. The fact that we haven't really talked about it from the chicken aspect. Because it's the same fucking thing. Just swap your meat. Mm. If you get right down to the bare bone basics of it. Yeah. And the chicken thigh is not thin. So it's just like chunked. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely use the, chicken thigh. It's going to be in a the, soup. It's going to cook for a second. If you use breast, it's going to dry out and not be good. The, the If you're doing the chicken thigh version, this one, that one takes 30 minutes because it needs more time for the chicken thigh to Because you do have boil. to cook the chicken all the way through. Got to boil that. Because you chunk it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even then, it doesn't take that long to cook it, but... No, I'm just saying. It's um, slightly The steakums longer. are what keeps this cheap if you're doing the beef version. If you were, if, well, if, to be fair, if you went to an Asian store and bought pre-sliced beef, it's not too bad. No, but. But it's not It's not steakums cheap. cheap. It's not, it's not steakums cheap. It's not chicken thigh cheap. You know, so. That's something to think about, but I, I just, I think after this many times having had it. I mean, if you you want to try it. You know? Yeah. (laughs) If you're looking to try it, steakums. Yeah, just unless just, you have <laughs> access to shaved beef cheaply or easily. Sure, but yeah, if you just want to try it and see if you like the flavor and the idea of it, because you probably got steakums. That's a great idea. That's a great way to do it, and that's why we did did it that way because we didn't know if we were gonna like it, didn't want to waste a good cut of meat. And then we just never 
bother to figure out how to get shaved meat for some And we just reason. went, oh, it's so cheap and easy, and we just kept well, doing usually it usually we way. do the chicken one also. Yeah, personally, I tend to prefer the oyakodon. I used to prefer the gyodon, but now I kind of prefer the oyakodon. Just because, I don't know, I just really like it. Um, But I, I, I do like the gyodon a lot, though, and I think I would like it more if there was good meat in it. Yeah, that would definitely take it up a notch. So, um, I mean, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what keeps cheap is buying, like, cheap, pre-sliced frozen steak. But, um, but yeah, everything else is, like, you, Super you easy. can use it for a bunch of different things. It's, you know. We don't need to sell the cheapness of this shopping. We've pretty much driven that down. <laughs> driven, driven, what's, what is the expression I'm looking for? Uh, driven at home? Written. In, yeah, home or into the dirt. Um, we should... You know, let's talk about cooking. Yeah. Not that we haven't already been talking about cooking. Yeah, have we sold you on this recipe yet? Um, but, I don't know. The co- And we are back. Sorry about that weird... Uh, <laughs> weird segue, because I'm too lazy to, like, edit it. And also, I don't know how my editor works, because it's free, and... Uh, I had to pee. We had to stop, because I had to pee. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll just own up to it. We had to stop because we had to refresh our drinks and I had to feverishly scratch the 8,000 bug bites on my legs right now. Because even though we live in a fucking desert, there's <laughs> there's mosquitoes. Like, oh, it's been so bad the last couple years. I want to say the last couple years, it's just... there's There were mosquitoes, but it's gotten so much worse like just bad bites that kind of look like bruises sometimes and like these ones aren't but they itch and they're everywhere like I was um I'll just we finally had to buy some off with DEET because I have not found a way without DEET to keep them from eating me like I I've tried the um the off like wristband whatever that doesn't do anything i tried the dryer sheets it doesn't really work um and i've tried like the natural the ones without deet sprays and things like that it doesn't work like (laughs) i'm like i know deet's not good for me but it's also not good for mosquitoes and i don't like them so yeah so we got some nice deet for (laughs) For, because, like, I'll just, it's, I, we're not even spending a bunch of time outside because it's too hot. I'm just grilling stuff, and my ankles start itching and burning like crazy, and I'm like, what is happening right now? And it's, it's like, the next day, it just bites all over my ankles. And it's driving me nuts now because it's been a couple days, so now they're getting really itchy. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Back to what we were talking about. We were talking about cooking. Not mosquitoes? No, not mosquitoes. I have itchy legs too, so oh I mean, I'm just letting God. her express all of our feelings. I'm still scra- Like, it's it's so freaking itchy, dude. Um, it sucks. It <laughs> sucks, but do you know what doesn't suck? Cooking the... God, I gotta stop doing these, like, <laughs> terrible fucking, like, TV news anchor transitions. Just like Rachel Ray, Nick is bad at transitions. Uh, that's not fair. But no, she kind of is. She's not great. I She's fine, I guess. Her, But the main point is, she her 30-minute recipes 
are not 30 are minutes. Are a great example of 30 minute recipes that are fucking lies because you watch the chef. Okay, if the chef has to talk a thousand miles an hour and looks like they're sweating their ass off to cook the thing. It's not 30 minutes. That's a good sign that it's not fucking 30 minutes. <clears throat> also, it's 30 minutes if you're a professional chef. And you're sweating your ass off and talking a thousand miles an hour. If you're really hoofing it, it's 30 minutes. Like, No. <laughs> it's like why just don't tell me that just say it's 45 minutes and chill out well but i only have a three minute time slot on the food net well, like thank well, then, god for streaming because we don't have to deal with this well, bullshit anymore you mean youtube youtube and streaming because you don't have to deal with network slots I guess. They still fit snugly into those time frames sometimes. I mean, I, yes, I realize that and I realize that the people who, like, run the world are still old and stupid and, like, don't know how to fucking move on, but... <laughs> hey, this way's been making me money. I'm gonna keep doing that. <sighs> so, anyways, we're cooking this. Like we said a million times before, it's, it's an easy dish to cook. It's so easy! Just let the old people go, dear. They'll stop running things one day. <laughs> Well, they'll all be dead, and then we'll and be then we'll, old, and, and then, we'll fuck it up. Yep. So, just See? hopefully we, like, learn. We I, what I hope for our generation... You won't learn enough to satisfy the next generation. No, but what I hope for our generation, the millennials, is that we will not take our, like, brand new access to all the information in the world for granted... And we will continue to learn and grow way late into our lives instead of stagnating like previous generations have. Because if we can do that, that's that's progress. Like, that's not even a joke. That's just what I want. <laughs> that's just what I want to happen. Um, but either way, if you're uh, this dish, if you're not slicing your own meat, if you're just buying pre-sliced meat, then it takes, like, no time at all. <laughs> um, it's just a matter of cooking onions and some meat chunks and uh, boiling, you know, boiling everything in the stock. Um, I mean, there is some slight technique to it. Uh, really, it's, it's not technique. It's just order. Because you got to put all the, you got to build the broth first and then boil the stuff in the broth. And then... That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, uh, it it's is... Just, it's it, kind it, of the... So I see what you're saying about order because it's kind of the opposite of a traditional... Like what you think of as like a traditional American soup. Because usually you're doing... You're like browning the ingredients and then you're making the broth. In this case, you're building the broth out of the dashi and the sake and the soy sauce. And cooking that together and then you're adding the ingredients... Yeah. And the, boiling them. The important part really is to make your, your dashi broth uh, taste like what you want it to. Because you can adjust it slightly after you start putting stuff in it. But once you put stuff in it, that's pretty much what it's going to taste like. The chicken and the onion don't add too much to the broth. So find the ratio of broth, or of the dashi to sake to soy sauce to sugar that satisfies your taste. Right. Uh, and before you put the other stuff in, because, that, again, that's that's it. Once once the other stuff starts going in, it's just going until it's done. Yeah. Also, don't do what I did more than once. And uh, make your rice, have it done, 
before you start anything because uh it goes quick i think it's like 12 minutes from start to finish of the liquid Mm -hmm. give or take and uh the rice is never gonna finish on time if you plan to oh i'm gonna finish the rice as that's being no you won't no you fucking won't guarantee i mean if you're better at timing than nick is maybe shush but i'm also not very good at timing shut to be fair. So, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you're... Have your rice ready so you don't have to think about it. You're basically just making this, like, soup and then pouring the soup over the rice. So the rice doesn't, mm-hmm. the rice doesn't get cooked with the soup or anything. Oh, yeah. There's rice in this. Did we mention that? Yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, we did. We did. So. It, but this is how it's not a porridge or a congee or something. It's just, a, like, a broth that you put over a rice. And if you, um, if you take the time to, like use like a little hand strainer or just be gentle with how you serve it you can put your solids on and then portion the amount of liquid you want later you can also just dump it on like a monster which is what i've done most of the time you just kind of take the whole pan and just start tilting it but more recently more recently i took the time to 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 portion it out and i gave myself the amount of broth that i decided i liked so. Oh, yeah. I mean, personally, I like more broth. I personally like less. Because so. I, I don't... Rice is, like, not my thing. Like, basmati rice, yes, but... Like, just rice in general. Just is, rice is... White rice is not really most people's thing. Some people love it. I don't. I wouldn't say I love it, they but I do. They give it to you at Asian restaurants, and I, like, don't eat it. Unless I have something that's just meat. But I usually don't get stuff that's just meat. I usually get stuff that's like meat and noodles. They're giving away white rice like McDonald's gives away ketchup packets. Yeah, I don't want it. I don't eat it. I don't, I like, I don't need rice. It's not, there's no point to it unless there's something good on top of it, you know? So, so this is good for me because it's rice covered with something flavorful, but I just want like, you know, like a gumbo helping of rice and then like a bunch of broth personally yeah but it's you know you can obviously do whatever you want because <laughs> you're it's really interesting how little there is to talk about the cooking on this one cut the onions into slivers like he does in the video that's instead of like we've cut it like small dice or large dice oh, before why did we do that uh, because we didn't think oh. we were probably already drunk when we started oh, cooking well, that's... and we just kind of went into autopilot before Oh yeah. Okay. You really want. You want really the slivers. Want sliced you onions. do. You could do half rings, or you could do long slivers. You just want sliced, but onions. not. You not don't want diced, diced onions. No, the that texture is not going to be right, and you're just going to get a, an aggressive mouthful of onion mm. with every bite, in the worst yeah. way possible. Yeah, the sliced onion is like part. It's like a French onion soup effect. Oh, that's a good example. Like you want. It's just like, don't put the <laughs> cheese in there. Yeah, it's like you're eating like a beefy. French onion soup and you have the onion slices as a texture in the soup because there's there's not a lot of stuff in the soup. It's just onions and beef. Or chicken. Or chicken, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not a lot to talk about the cooking. Do your, yeah, do that. Do your eggs the way you like it. Like, if you have the skills. If you're good at poaching eggs. Poach an egg. Poach the egg. It would if be better. You, if you want a... So, this is the other thing that we always do wrong. He wants a soft, steamed 
egg, uh, uh, scrambled egg kind of thing. So, like, I always steam it too long, so it gets hard. It's an overcooked scrambled egg texture. Mm. Um, and then it absorbs a lot. I just, I don't like it. I don't love it. The texture of it is gross to me. And, like, the mm. first couple bites are, like, explodey with the broth. So it's a little aggressive. In the what? Normally. That kind of sounds like, like egg drop soup. Mm, no. But, like, yeah. not, like, if it was good egg drop soup. We'll, we'll look at the video later if you really want to. Um, but cook your egg how you want. Fry it, poach it, boil it, scramble it. I mean, don't scramble it on the side. That's going to be gross. No, yeah. It's well, more... it's not going to be gross. It's just not going to be right with the, the rest of this dish. Yeah. Uh, uh, I if like I think you can't go wrong with frying. And, and do like a, a runny yolk. Over easy. Run, do the runniest yolk that you can tolerate. Right, because you really want the yolk, because that's going to be your fat. Yeah, and it's delicious with it. It's, like, I know it's not technically fat, but it, it comes across as a buttery, fatty element in this dish. And if you have good quality eggs around you, and you're fine trying oh, to eat... Oh, shit, if you got duck eggs? Well, if, if just, if you're <laughs> fine eating a raw... Right. Uh, dropping a raw egg yolk. Because I know it's going to get cooked slightly when you mix it in with the hot stuff. Yeah, but it's but it's still not. It's not getting all the way. So if you don't have a good quality egg, yeah, it's kind of hard. It makes us nervous. We haven't done the raw egg. I would almost do it, but I'm I'm a little I'm, hesitant because they're hesitant with the eggs that we get. There's always the risk of salmonella. Salmonella. So you know, but I'm just if you fry an egg over easy and put it on either one of these. It'll be delicious. Soups. It's really good every time. And yep. it's not, you know, it's hard to mess it up. So. What else is there to say about the, usually we have a lot to say about the cooking. This one's. This one's just really sure. The only other thing I would say is this is a really good example of a dish where boiling all the proteins is actually good. Yeah, we've done it. I did it one time where I like kind of seared it on a separate pan to like give it some texture because you're used to doing that with other recipes and, and it, in, it doesn't it doesn't enhance it no in a lot of recipes well a lot of it really depends on like because i was gonna say oh in a lot of western recipes you don't boil meat but that's not true it depends on the the origin like is it french well, yeah, or is it like Russian or Irish or even Polish because there might be a lot of, because there's a lot of boiling in that cuisine too. So it kind of isn't, it's not really a West or East thing. It's just um, a lot of the food that we grew up having or you might have had, you don't usually boil the meat. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's something that you think is, you would, you, it's something that like, a chefy person might turn their nose up at in general because you're missing out on getting the caramelization and the flavor on the meat and then getting that like leftover pan dripping into your food so you're, you're missing out on some flavor there but and in a lot of a lot of recipes it really doesn't make sense to boil the meat um but i found in some asian recipes especially this one and there's a Tom Kha Gai soup that we should talk oh, about eventually, yeah. too. That's chicken breast that is, like, small, diced, and boiled. 
And I would be the first person to say that sounds really gross, but it's actually really good. And it's not... It makes sense. It does. So... We've done it again. We did it the other way and it didn't make sense. Yeah, it makes more sense like that. So, I mean, there's there's whole Asian dishes based on, like, poaching, a ch- like, whole chicken and just, like, boiling it. And that's how you get all the flavor in the chicken. And you, when you serve it... It's like it's not even cooked. Like it doesn't look cooked. Just white. Which is really off-putting to somebody who's never eaten something like that. But but when you see the recipe for it, you're like, you know what this sounds like? It could be really good though. And I would give it a try at this point now that I've had some boiled proteins that yeah. I've been like satisfied with. I'm like, well, that makes sense in this context. But, I mean, we were just talking about boiling hot dogs the other day, and we're like, why would anyone boil hot dogs? Like, it's why would you do that? Just I don't get it. Just put it on the grill or don't eat hot dogs. <laughs> it's, there's only two ways that you can do this. Same thing for, like, sausages, I feel like. You know, either it's like a dry cured salami and you don't need to cook it, or it's a sausage... That you have to cook and just fucking put it on the ground. I know that the Germans that make the sausages boil them, but like, is that because it's too cold and shitty outside to grill? Because I feel like that's why, right? I have no idea. <laughs> I've, I've. Like, Charlie remember... Bucket's mom cooks sausage in fucking cabbage sock water. Like, that's. that's she doesn't because they're too poor to have sausage but if they had sausage that's what they would do with it you know like so don't do that why would you do that i don't know man i remember eating boiled hot dogs back in the day but never since i became an adult would i even consider it oh yeah i mean i ate microwaved hot dogs back in the day but even as a younger person i was like there's no point to hot dogs unless they have like char on them yeah. So, what's the taste like on this, Ashley? Not the boiled hot dogs, but um, this dish that I think we talked about. Yeah, we sort of we sort of talked about it. Uh, uh, we've tangented <laughs> so hard. It's been fun, but it tastes so like we were talking about. It's like super. It's comfy. It's a comforting food. It's very savory and. Um, Kind of hearty because of the rice. It, it's the reason that we try. I tried using beef broth one time. Is in the back of my head. It kind of was like a beefy soup ramen esque, but then it has that very distinct bonito fishy like. It is distinct. not fish sauce like. If you've ever smelled bonito flakes, um, it's it has a very distinct fish flavor that is kind of unique it's the umami flavor that like anchovy has okay it's that's what it is um but i would say that it makes it makes sense that you would think of beef when you eat it because whether i mean even with the chicken i get it a little it makes yeah it's very savory like it's super savory and it makes the beef taste beefier it makes the chicken taste beefier even though there's no beef um even though it's kind of a fishy, salty flavor, it's uh, it's like my mom would never eat it because it's too fishy for her. But like, it's also something I would describe as umami, 
you know, to people who have liked stuff like soy sauce and, you know, and uh, ramen, things like that, that have that, like, really unctuous flavor. And it kind of reminds you of beef because beef is, like, the thing you can think of that's very um, satisfying tasting, like, big, bold, uh, fatty, flavorful, satisfying kind of thing. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I feel like if you were sick and you and somebody made you this, like, it would just make you really happy and you, your sinuses would clear up a little bit. It's, it's just, like, it's so comfy and warm, and there's nothing that's... God, now I want to go make this again. There's nothing you that's... Uh, it. That's not, That's, like, abrasive or spicy or too much about it. It's just, like, the perfect comfy food. But you can... I mean, you can totally eat it during the summer, too. Yep. It is warm, but it's not thick. Yeah. It, it tastes thicker than it actually, like... The, the comfiness that she's describing, it like it makes you feel like you're eating a really hearty thing without it being a really heavy thing. So it's good in the summertime because it's light, but then it's great in the winter because it's hot and it's warm. Yeah, it's like it, having a, like it's like having a light blanket that just makes you feel comfortable, but, but isn't isn't like warming you up like a big fuzzy knit like blanket, you know. <laughs> it also makes like it you feel pretty good after you eat it it's except for sodium the only thing with this is it's it's pretty high sodium yeah if you over soy sauce it like we've done in the past well it's gonna be it's gonna be high sodium if you use the steakums oh yeah it's that's gonna, why i always feel worse <laughs> after the beef one gonna be high sodium because of the soy sauce we we try to use low sodium soy sauce and i think i i understand that it's not as flavorful as full sodium soy sauce but I try to use it because just for like for health reasons I can I can handle it. I can stand the low sodium right. Yeah. So um, you know, and I think that the processed dashi probably has some salt involved, I would guess. Oh, most definitely. So this is kinda of, it's salty. It is salty. It's a little salty. Other than other than that though, it is pretty like hearty and healthy. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of bad for you things in it other than salt yeah it's nice it's really nice i i never feel gross after i eat it i always feel like satisfied and not gross which is a good thing to say about a food right um sometimes you want to feel gross like in the winter you kind of want to eat things that are like like stroganoff where you just feel like you want to die and shit farts forever wow I can't wait to review stroganoff. You're just selling it for me. I mean, even if you aren't lactose intolerant, like, if you eat a real, like, stroganoff, you're going to be, your tummy's going to be, like, sad. It's just, it's too much dairy for any person. I... <laughs> <sighs> but it's so delicious. No, it totally is. And I'm not even, I'm not lactose intolerant. You I mean, may as well be. I'm not lactose intolerant yet. Officially. My parents are, they weren't when they were younger, they are now, but a lots, lots of people get That's more lactose and as they get older, though. Ooh. And I don't know, like, lactose isn't really bad. Lactose is weird, or milk products are weird for me, because they've always been... I drink almond milk. They, like, mess up my sinuses, which is weird. Is it, it though? 
It's so the only thing I've never found any backup for this, and it might be stupid, but the only thing I've ever been able to think of is that well, the cows, the milk is is sort of processed grass. It is processed grass. That the cow eats. So I'm allergic to the grass. Yes. In the milk. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, it kind of does, right? So, so I'm like, that's gotta be it, because I get like you know just super, um, gunky like. Almost acid reflux throat from... There's no milk in this dish. No, there isn't. <laughs> from drinking milk and stuff like that, but... Just wanted to make that clear. We went on another tangent. There's no milk in Oh, there. no, this is Japanese. There's no milk. They don't have milk. Yes, they do. I mean, they do, but it's like a treat. Like, it's not... They don't use it in their food very much. Milk is awkwardly one of the most popular uh, ice cream flavors. Flavors, yeah. Right. It's not like vanilla. It, milk. Like it, a milk it, push pop. It's a treat. It's just, it's, they don't cook with it a lot. Yeah. Because it's not like readily Cheese available. Cheese is not a thing. Right. They don't, they just don't cook with a lot of dairy. Which is, I mean, their cuisine lends itself to not doing that. So. Yeah. You get all these really satisfying dishes that don't have cream and it's kind of cool. Um, but this is, this is definitely that. You, um, we talked about you really need the runny egg yolk in this dish for the fatty kind of component. If you are comfortable with it, a raw egg yolk would be amazing. It, you just, like, you need that with the rice and the beef. It really brings it together. It does. I w- well, at least from our lightly fried eggs. Our, mm-hmm. what is it, over easy? Over easy. Sunny side up. Sunny side up is like when you don't cook the yolks. Or a basted egg. Yeah. Um, yeah. More like a basted egg. <clears throat> basted egg would be better than over easy, to be honest. Yeah. We've just never gotten around to doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And I'd say it just ends up tasting like this really beefy stew, even or soup, even though... There's minimal beef. There's not that much beef. <laughs> the dashi's really good. It's really interesting in a way that's not easy to, to describe, other than just if you like things with traditional umami flavor, like Worcester sauce, and um, what's the other big example of that? Fish sauce? Fish sauce. Yeah, like Wor- Worcester sauce and fish sauce, those umami flavors. Mushrooms. Mushrooms, Mushrooms. Are, are natural umami. This just tastes like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's quite nice. Really, really good. So, beefy. Uh, we've made this, like, a, so many times over the last few years. It's a weeknight thing that we just kind of put in our rotation when we don't want to think about anything because it's that, you know, it's a couple ingredients and it's just you throw it together. Um it's like one of our favorite things because it's it's really good for how easy it is we definitely overdid it in the beginning yeah we were kind of obsessed with it because we'd never had dashi yeah and um, i was just like oh my god this flavor is i just... think we at one point we did it almost every month and we got real burnt out on it yeah this is you know, this was the start of like me working more frequently and possibly in the office we started, no, no, I was still teaching. We just went nuts with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's fun. If That's why, oh, sorry, I won't do that transition. 
Would you like to transition that's us? That's how, how the, the cookie goes. crumbles. That's how the news goes. Uh, what is that from? It's from... That's how the news... Oh, that's Rick and, that's Rick and Morty. That's the how news. the cookie crumbles is from Bruce Almighty. It's from a lot of things. <laughs> it's an expression. Yeah, but... but yes, and yes. that's how it was. Wow, Okay. <laughs> Grass Anywho. tastes bad. No awkward transition. <laughs> Moving on to rating. Rating. Ease of use. This recipe is very easy. I Okay, is five easiest or is one easiest? Five is the easiest. Five. I yeah, it's I don't it would be hard to not do this right. It's just boiling stuff. I've not done it right. I, um, I guess. Oh, that's what I forgot to talk about. Um, let's back up to cooking. Um We'll, we'll stay in ease of use. I didn't do the proportion, proportions of dashi powder to water correctly because I don't read Japanese and all of the directions are in Japanese. So I didn't Google it the first time and I was just like, I'll just add a bunch of powder in there. See, this is why I need to be around for new recipes especially because, okay, I don't know how many, I don't know how many new recipes we've tried where I haven't been home to like be involved in the main cooking of it, and we've we've been like underwhelmed, like really underwhelmed by the end result. And I'm like, I I feel like this could be a lot better. And then then we look at the recipe, and then we make it, and I'm there, and I'm like, oh well, you like didn't add like you don't know what measurements are and you didn't add enough seasoning or whatever you know yeah sounds about right so yeah ease of use um it's a five for sure it's yeah it's not hard there's very few ways you can mess it up it's really easy um and it's a kenji lopez alt video which means it's pretty easy to follow yeah um and there's, I mean, and also there's a written recipe, so you can choose your medium, right? And they're both pretty, you know, pretty comprehensive. And there's a million written recipes on this one if you want to look for, if you're just not liking the way that that's laid out. And they're uh, all going to yeah. be relatively the same. I really like this one because it does not use a lot of complicated ingredients. Very, It's very simple. Because um, I'm sure there's ones out there that do. And I'm like, I don't have time for that. Right. Um, taste satisfaction, well, that's kind of a weird question. Like, now I would give it a five, because now I know what it tastes like, and I I get really satisfied by eating it. Um, when I first tried it, I really didn't know what to expect it to taste like. It's so... Which one? So, break down both of them in this case. Oh, well, both, both because, really? because I didn't know what dashi tasted like. Mm. So the first time we made it, I was like, like, this is going to taste, I kind of thought it was just going to taste like beef broth. And I was like, this isn't going to be good. Um, you know, so, so if it tasted like I thought it was going to taste, it wouldn't have been very good, <laughs> but it tasted like something I'd never had before, which is kind yeah. of mind blowing, you know? So... So how satisfying is it now? So when I eat it now, it's extremely satisfying. Um, but on a scale of one to five. 
No halvesies. Yeah, I would give it a five because I feel like this is one like you can eat it like any time. Question, did your brain stop there for a second? You were thinking about taste satisfaction and you just leaned in really close to the microphone. And oh, then... that's because I was scratching my fucking mosquito oh, bites. Sorry, I thought your brain stopped. Um, I'm going to blow your mind here. I'm going to say it's a four. Uh, mostly because I haven't dialed it in in such a way that I'm like satisfied every time. But I'm learning that I don't like it as soupy. You know what? I don't know if I've ever made this. No, you haven't. Because I always make it. This is always the... Re- yes, this is always the recipe that Nick makes when I'm at, like, Pilates. Um, or... Because it's, like, really easy for one person. Yeah, or if we're just doing it quickly. Um, but, yeah, it's usually something like that. You've helped with the flavoring, of course, for the broth. But usually I'm doing... I've done the grunt, the grunt work of it. Mm, we're going to make... So we're going to definitely make this again. And we're going to use like good quality beef. And I'm going to be involved that time in the flavoring of the broth. And we can see... We can see where we can get it to. Because... I mean, I just find this dashi just like really satisfying. In general. <laughs> it's why I'm giving it a five. Because it kind of like hits all those marks. I'm still going to give it a four. It's good. It, it also isn't what I want every time. Like, we plan to do it, but... Uh, and I'm usually okay with it. And then sometime, like, halfway through the week, right before we're going to make it, I'm just like, I don't fucking want this. Uh, but then I'm always okay with it. This is one of those recipes that I'm kind of like... Sometimes it it's like it's so boring-seeming... Yeah. That even though I know it's good, I'm like, I don't really want this. But every time we make it and I eat it, I'm like, oh, it's delicious. Like, why do I ever not want this? Yeah, it's. I'm still gonna say a four. Like, there's uh, there's some pork tenderloin recipes that we have that I'm like that with, where I'm like, I don't want this. Island glazed pork. That's one of them. But every time I eat it, I'm like, this is really good. I don't know why I always don't want this. Cause you're a butt. It's just, like, it's not, it doesn't sound interesting to me at the time, you know, but then, but then you eat it and you're like, this is fine, this is good. I'm enjoying, yeah, I know the feeling. Still gonna say a four. Okay. Well, I, it's, it's like really... I think it's the super fishiness of it sometimes, too. Oh, I love it. I love the fishiness. I would, like, add more fishiness. No. Um... Cost effectiveness. Cost effectiveness. Well, okay, so it depends, right? There's just many iterations you can do with this, right? Like, if you're doing... If you are doing, like, the cheapest way to make this is with steakums and... uh, The cheapest sake. Really cheap sake and, you know, all the other ingredients. Onions and dashi stock. Um, That is extremely cheap. Uh, The only thing that's... Like six bucks is the sake, but it's but it's for a giant bottle. Yeah, and you can use it for a bunch of stuff. So that that is very cheap. If you're doing chicken thigh, if you get good quality chicken thigh, which I always recommend because I just don't like. Uh, you you know you can get your store brand and you're probably gonna be fine. It's you gotta kind of hunt through it a little bit more for like pieces like bone fragments where they didn't cut it very well or like um 
like little weird like blood pockets or um, hard pieces of fat stuff like that you kind of have to dig through it a little bit more so it's kind of like what's your time worth but if you buy if you buy good quality chicken thighs it's gonna cost you a little bit but it's still a chicken thigh it's not that crazy and you don't need like a shit ton to make this 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 makes a perfect amount for two people like with no leftovers um no i'd say it makes perfect amount with for three uh well okay because we usually um not to get too far into the the rating system we usually over serve i'd say and i'm kind of like choking it down uh well that's because you have too much rice no okay no we'll get to it I, I usually think it's fine. It it serves it serves comfortably three, and you could do four people with small portions. With smaller portions, if you had something else to go with it, like some pot stickers, mm-hmm. um, like just or salad or, or yeah something something. So cost effectiveness, what what with all those things considered, if you're buying like really good steak, it's not gonna be as. It's not going to be as cost effective, obviously. So, are you, is this your first like dual answer, or are you still no. just going to give one? No, no pussy, pussy foot answers. <laughs> no. Holy shit. No. Uh, I'm so intrigued at what this answer is going to be. Uh, so since I've never made no it, no pressure. I've never made it the expensive way, so I'm going to say the cost effectiveness is a four because the sake is something that you have to buy way too much of for what the for you're gonna, what you're gonna use you get a tiny bottle but that's i feel not like cost that's effective. not cost that effective that tiny bottle is gonna be half the price of the full size yeah bottle. it's kind of like it's uh, anything i feel like anything where you have to like buy a bottle of wine is it, not the most cost effective yeah so that's why I'm unless it's something it, you already had yeah exactly so that's why i'm giving it a four Four because of the potential if you had to buy all of this from scratch. Yes. And you didn't have any of the like sake, soy sauce, dashi. Yeah. Okay. But you, but I, the thing is, even if you did have to buy all that, it's not that expensive. No, for stuff that's going to sit around for a while and be used in multiple things. So I'll follow along with your four. Uh, I don't, I even if you get a good beef, it's not going to be that expensive expensive unless you go nuts with it yeah because you're not gonna get like a really nice cut of beef for this no why would you like you're just gonna boil it yeah so yeah so fours all around fours what the fuck factor um i have a story for this oh okay so i don't know if you remember this many moons ago back when our house was in the Santa Ana, and we were just starting to play a little game some of you may have heard of called Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we made this for uh, our early team. That's of right. People. Yeah, we made dinner. And do you know what uh, what that this dish did? It what the fucked them all to hell, because. They thought it was a really weird and interesting thing, like the idea of it when you're explaining it, mm-hmm. and they all loved the shit out of it. That's right. They all loved it. So this is definitely <laughs> one of those ones where, like, 
you're going to tell people and they're going to be like excitability, like a two, unless they've yeah, had some of it, these. It sounds boring. And then if they don't puss out and they actually eat it, they're going to be like deliciousness of five. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was kind of going to be along the same lines. I, what the fuck upon seeing it? Zero. Zero. It looks terrible. What the fuck upon eating it, though? Like... It is visually an unappealing dish. Um, it can, it can be appealing with your toppings. If you get... The way that I played it, it okay, is a visually well, unappealing dish. If you get creative with it or not. Eat, okay. Well, visually, it, who cares? But... I cares. The what the fuck factor gets a four for me, because... Because the dashi is like, what the fuck is this? And why have I never had it? I'm going to call it a five because I've not had anything yet. And I say this knowing that I don't seek out things that might taste like this. But I've yet to have anything else that even remotely tastes like this. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's pretty unique for the things that I seek out to eat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 definitely unique. The, the only reason that I would eat this plain of a thing is because the broth is so good. It's it's unique. It's good. Unique doesn't mean good, but in this case it does. <laughs> yes. Uh, I got a 4 and a 5. Yeah, all right. Does it leftover? Mm. No. No. It yeah. can. You can force it to, but you have to not make the one crucial mistake that I make over and over and over and over again. I feel like we don't usually have leftovers. Mm, we've had leftovers, and I make one crucial mistake. Put the rice with the... Yep. Don't oh. put the rice with the broth, <laughs> well, and I tried to one container everything. No. Yeah. No, no. It if... does not leftover. <laughs> if you put rice with broth, the rice absorbs the broth. Yes. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah. I mean, Even then. And if you try to reheat steakums, holy crap, don't do that. Don't do that. And reheating chicken thigh, you can get away with that. Um, but I just, you don't need to. This, this can make enough food for, like, you know, whatever you're doing. Two extremely hearty portions or three good portions. Um, yeah. But the question on the table is not... Should you left over it? The question is, does it left over? No, not very well. Correct. Mm, I, it does not left over very well. I give this like a two, or a, no, I would give it a one because I don't want to eat it the next day. That so the fact that you don't want to eat it is irrelevant to how well it leftovers, in my opinion. But I also don't ever want to eat it the next day because it's such a unique flavor. Once you've had it, you're like, I need a fucking break. Yeah, you need a... Yeah, you have to eat something that's so good that you're like, I can't eat this for like a year. Right. It's so good that I can't eat it for a year. Like, it's happened to me a lot. (laughs) So, I mean, it does it leftover. It's like a two. If you take the time to separate it, and even then... It's still just going to be okay. It's like, don't bother. But don't bother. If you wanted to, like, let a friend taste the shitty version of this because they couldn't come over that night. Just make it again. Right? Right? Okay, that's why. (laughs) It's so easy to do. Just make it again. You don't left over it. (laughs) So you just do your best to portion for what you're going to eat because you don't want it the next day. I really don't. No, I, it's a one. I give it a one because I don't 
It doesn't work. I give it a two because you can, but it's still not good. Would not recommend. As leftovers. But it tastes really good the first time, so. Yes. Yes, it does. Just, uh, and it's not, it's not like it makes an outrageous amount that you're going to waste a bunch of it. No, the most you're going to end up wasting is the broth, which it's all the which is cheap ingredients. Not, yeah, so. it's not expensive broth or anything. Just eat the meat and call it a day. Pretty much. You'll, you'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, in summary, since we, since this is a really long episode, um, if you're listening, thanks for listening, and, uh... It's, we can't recommend this dish enough. We've made it like a thousand times and we continue to make it because it's so unique and satisfying. Uniquely satisfying in a... And easy. Very Japanese way. S- something about the easiness of it makes me want to recommend it more. Crazy easy. Like, I feel like if you have... I feel like you could even give this to a kid if they weren't, like, overly picky. Yeah. Because this is... It's like Japanese chicken noodle soup. Yeah. But anyways, on that wonderful note, is there anything else you would like to say? Nope. Just, no. Just uh, just thanks everybody. Thank and, you. Uh, we'll see you next time, or we'll you'll hear us next time. There we go. <laughs> on home cookery and other sins. Good night. Good night. <laughs>